We're talking this morning about money. We're talking about giving. Just turn to the person next to you and say, of all the weeks to come to church, I've picked this one. And then turn to your second choice neighbor and say, but it's going to be great. Now, before, before we start talking about, about this amazing, important, brilliant subject, um, a couple of, couple of myths I'd love to dispel about, um, about Patton Church and about, about giving, giving to what's going on here. The first myth is that um, Patton Church is paid for by the Church of England or by HTB in London. And um, I wish that were true, but um, we have received exceptional generosity. So HTB, the church in London, who, where I've come from most recently, um, where, um, and, and they've partnered with Diocese of Bristol to, to launch this church. They did give us a very generous gift, a, a lump sum of money, but lots of that we have spent already on, um, on the launch and what we're doing. But there's no ongoing financial support from HTB. Um, they give us lots of encouragement and leadership and love, and they're helping us with, a bit, with, with um, some expertise around the building work, but there's no ongoing support from them. Similarly, the Church of England, we have been, received such generosity to which we are so thankful for. Um, the, a huge amount of the building work is, is, being, is being funded by Church of England and Diocese of Bristol, and they're helping us for a little while with some of our staff costs. But in terms of the ongoing mission of, of what we're doing here in Swindon, that's, um, that's for us. And we've also got a chunk of the, of the building work to put to. There's going to be um, add your own responsibility to things like uh, all the chairs and the kitchen and the AV equipment. So um, we've... We've got some space to go. So whilst we have received such generosity, we're unfortunately not going to be paid for ongoing by somebody else. That's going to be for us to have that privilege. And one other myth is that my little bit of money won't make a difference. And I can't tell you how much further that is from the truth. So we have, at the moment, we've got 27 people or families um, who are giving every month to the work of, of, of Patton Church, for which I just want to say a huge, huge thank you. If you're already partnering with us like that, if you're already giving each month to what's going on here, thank you so much. If it wasn't for you guys, we'd probably have to close pretty soon. But um, thanks to you guys, we, we, we can do what we're called to do. And I want to just say a huge thank you for being part of that. And if that's you already, thank you, thank you, thank you. But... Um, there's all sorts of people giving all sorts of amounts. So we've got, uh, one of the people who, who give, they give less than five pounds a month, uh, a week to, um, to what's happening at the Patton Church. And some people give several hundreds to what's going on um, every month. But um, the way church works is that each of us do what we can. And together we can do something quite special. But actually what I want to talk about a little bit is how the, almost the amount of money isn't the point. What's really the point is us and our heart. So we're going to jump into a passage, but obviously in the book of <laughs> in the book of Mark, everybody, as we have been the entire year. So we are here, Mark chapter 12. So it should come up on the screen, or if you've got a Bible, you can turn to that. Mark chapter 12, verse 41. It says, as Jesus sat near the temple treasury, he watched as they dropped in. He watched the people as they dropped in their money. Many rich men dropped in a lot of money. Yeah. Then a poor widow came along and dropped in two little copper coins worth about a penny. He called his disciples together and said to them, I tell you that this poor widow put more in the offering box than all of the others. For the others put in what they had to spare of their riches, but she, poor as she is, put in all she had. She gave all she had to live on. 
I'm going to pray, then we're going to talk about this together. God, we thank you for your word that speaks life to each one of us. And I pray today that your Holy Spirit will speak to each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. A couple of things I just want to draw out of, 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 of this, um, this passage. The first one that jumps out to me is the fact that Jesus sees it. That, that when we give to God, whether we give a tiny bit or a huge amount, that Jesus sees it. That God sees it. We talked about that myth a moment ago. It doesn't matter. Like, my, my little bit won't make a difference. Well, it might feel that way, but God sees it. He sees it as part of our worship, as part of our love, as part of our offering. That no gift to God goes unseen. And it's interesting that um, it just felt normal to, 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 um, to Jesus to be, to be watching us and to be seeing what happens and, and, and to be seeing how we, how we worship in that way. The next thing that jumps out at me is, um, is this. It says in verse 43, he called his disciples together. So having seen something special about someone giving, Jesus decides this is a point to do some teaching. This is a point to tell these guys something really important. And often with Jesus' teaching, his teaching is in response to a question or it's in response to something he saw going on that's not so great that he wants to teach into. But on this case, out of the blue, he saw something special and thought, I really need to tell my disciples about this. This is really important. And what this shouts out to me is actually that how we use our money, how we use what we've been trusted with is really important and actually is part of how we follow Jesus. And, um, and the fact that Jesus isn't embarrassed about this, he doesn't say this, I'm really sorry guys, I have to give you some, some stuff about money, but um, I do need to say something. There isn't that attitude. There's a confidence and a joy and, and a need for Jesus to tell these guys this. Because what Jesus has to say about money is good news. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's good news. It's good news. You see, we trust Jesus' teaching about forgiveness. We trust Jesus' teaching about salvation. We trust Jesus' teaching about how we should live in every part of our lives. Then why shouldn't his teaching on money be every bit as life-giving as every other bit of his teaching? And so Jesus teaches with life and confidence because it's good news. Because the disciples' life will be better off if, if they do things Jesus' way. They're not going to lose out. They're not going to have less. They're going to have more. And there's, one, um, there's a, a verse in the Old Testament, that, which I, I always jump to when I think about money. It's, it's the last book in the Old Testament, Malachi, in chapter 3. And it says this in verse 10. He says, Bring the full amount of your tithe to the temple. And um, the tithe, it's an Old Testament concept. The idea where, where it was, when the harvests would come in, that people would give the first 10% of what they've harvested. Um, they, they bring that to the temple. They bring that as an offering to God, as thankfulness. And that's it's, it's, it's maybe, maybe a good principle. That's, that's something that we've always tried to follow. That we give our first 10%. It's a bit of a guideline. You don't have, have to use that one, but um, that's what, what they did there. And they said... Bring the full amount of your tithes to the temple so there will be plenty of food there. And this bit is a bit that I find so interesting. Put me to the test and you will see that I will open the windows of heaven and pour out on you abundance in all kinds of good things. That sounds good, doesn't it? Who's up for all kinds of good things? I'm up for all kinds of good things. I like how some people would, um, would, 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 would so desperate to never put your hand up in church. But um, 
all kinds of good things. And this isn't some sort of prosperity gospel where if we give 10 pounds, God's going to give you 100. It's nothing like that. But actually, when we give ourselves to God, our whole selves, we can trust him that we're going to get good things, that we're going to have blessing, we're going to have peace, we're going to have his presence, we're going to have purpose. We're not going to be held down by things that hold us down. I've got a friend, and he's one of those people that is exceptionally generous. You may have a friend like this. And to the point where I almost have to physically fight him to let me pay for lunch or to let me pay for a coffee when I see him. Just because it, it just pours out of him like that. <laughs> Any old Father Father Ted fans? Remember, um, remember Mrs. Doyle fighting with her friend about, about who's going to pay? And then uh, get split, split up by the police. No, just me. You watch, you watch that show. Um, I like to watch all the shows involving priests, you know, my, 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 my people. And, um, and this friend of mine who's so generous... You see him in his life, that everywhere he goes, he thrives. In whatever setting he is, whether it's one that's easy or difficult, he seems to thrive. And I just see the two connected, his generosity and the abundance of God. And this is why Jesus is so confident in teaching it, because put me to the test and you will see that I will open the windows of heaven and pour out on you abundance of all kinds of good things. That's why Jesus is confident in telling his disciples about giving because it's good news. It's good news. That's why you picked a great Sunday to come to church because this is good news. This is good news. So Jesus takes a moment and says, I've got to teach you guys about this. This is really important that you get this in your lives. And then what does he say? So he calls his disciples back in verse 43 and says to them, I tell you that this poor widow put more in the offering box than all the others. So I was like, no, she didn't. How's your maths, Jesus? Little coins, lots of money. For the others put in what they had to spare of their riches, but she, poor as she is, put in all she had. She gave all she had to live on. Now, I'm not suggesting this morning that you give all you have to live on. Um, I heard about a... Um, a church, they had a reunion and they were together in like a youth group and one of them in their church had become very wealthy and he sort of stood up to tell the story. He said, he said, when I was young, if my first dollar, I gave the whole dollar, it's American, I gave the whole dollar to God and that was like a test and, and part of my, my riches, my abundance I have now is because I gave everything and everyone was quite impressed and then one woman piped up from the front, I dare you to do it again. <laughs> but um. What we see is Jesus drawing a distinction between people who gave out of a sense of duty, people who gave out of their excess, people who gave because that's what they did, and then this woman who gave as part of her worship, who gave when it really cost something, who gave not just because everyone gave, but because she was passionate about her whole life being for God. And what, just the one little thought for, that I'd, I'd love us to think on for these last 15 minutes is um, it's a challenge to me as I read this. But will I worship God with everything? And will I even worship with my wallet? Will I worship with everything? Will I even worship with my wallet? And this is what we see here, this woman, that Jesus. So think about this. This woman, we don't know her name. She had no status. Her husband's died, so she owns nothing. She may have even had to beg. This woman who has just nothing in life and probably never even knew that Jesus was celebrating her in that moment. 
Now, 2,000 years later, we're talking about her in Swindon because she gave as part of her worship. Now, worship, worship is what we've done this morning, this singing, and there's something special about when we sing and, and we're reminded who God is and we draw near to him. Worship is absolutely when we read the Bible, it's when we pray, but worship is also everything we do in our life that honors God. So when you love your husband or your wife well, well, that's worship. And um, when you do an excellent job at, at, at the job that you do, whether you like it or not, that's worship. And when you reach out to that neighbor or friend who's having a tough time, well, that's worship. And um, when you're doing something creative, when I'm writing a song and doing something like that, that's part of my worship. But also, how we use our money can be part of our worship. And this is a challenge to me. Will I worship with everything, even my money? And lots of you guys are leading the way on this already. And maybe this morning you just want to hear God encouraging you, saying thank you for what you're doing. But for some of us, maybe God wants us to worship a bit more. Maybe he wants us to stretch. So I want to jump to one other passage in the Bible, in the New Testament, the Corinthians, two verses. And I want to give you sort of four keys for giving in a kind of Jesus way, in a Bible way. And because I'm feeling generous, it goes with the acronym GIVE, G-I-V-E. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. I know you like that. So we're in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6, 6 to 7. So how we give. G is that we give generously. I spoke about it a moment ago, but it says in verse 6 of 2 Corinthians 9, Remember that the person who sows few seeds will have a small crop. The one who sows many seeds will have a large crop. And it's kind of a question like, how... How in do you want to be? How much of yourself do you want to give to this? How big an opportunity do you want to give God to bless you? It's a farming analogy. Do you want to, do you want to sow some seeds or do you want to sow a lot of seeds? How much do you want to invest in this? Do we give generously? That's our G. Generously. The I is that we give intentionally. And there's an intentionality about this. You should all, each give as you decided. There's, a, there's something like this is part of life. And um, it, there's an intentionality. So one thing you might want to do is commit to giving every month. And we've got some forms that we're going to go through a little bit later. But um, by giving every month, it's like putting a stake in the ground that I'm intentional, that when I get paid, that money, I'm going to give some of it straight to God, straight to the church. There's an intentionality, whether I'm at church on Sunday or not, I'm committed to this. I'm giving this. It also really helps us, I'm not going to lie, as a church, because then we can plan, we can get a sense of what's coming in, and we can, we can then sort of wisely, wisely use that money in accordance with what we feel God's called us to do. So there's an intentionality in giving. You give intentionally. V, you give voluntarily. And it might not feel voluntary right now listening to this talk, but I promise it is. It says in verse 7, you each give then as you've decided not with regret or out of a sense of duty. So any sense of duty, just let go of that right now. This is an opportunity that we don't have to give, you get to give. In response to God's goodness, in response to everything he does for us, in response to all that we're given, we get to say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give. This is an opportunity. But um, if, you're, if you're thinking this morning, I really don't want to give, you don't have to give. That's absolutely fine. It's voluntary. That's how it works. So G-I-V-E, excellent spellers. Very good. It's generous. It's intentional. It's voluntary. Am I saying that right? Yep. And it is 
exuberant. Turn to the person next to you, turn to the person next to you and wink at them. We give with exuberance. It says this. So each one of them give, as you've decided, not with regret or out of a sense of duty, for God loves the one who gives gladly. Other translations say God loves a cheerful giver. You can even say God loves a hilarious giver. That's an appropriate way of, of, of translating that verse. I saw um, it was written in, in a church bulletin once. It says, God loves a cheerful giver. He also accepteth from a grouch. <laughs> but they slightly miss the spirit there that we give with exuberance. This is a privilege that we get to do this. God has given so much. He is so good. This is such a joy that we do it with exuberance. And a little bit later, when we have an opportunity, we're going to have this, this basket here. It's going to be on this table. And we're going to have a chance to fill in, our, fill in different forms, whatever you fancy doing. And then they're going to play an upbeat song. And we're going to dance our way down the aisle and give. We, that's the plan. So, so get ready for that. We're going to come down. We're going to dance that money, um, whatever your best ones are. Because we're going to give exuberantly. We're going to give cheerfully. We're going to give hilariously. Because this is an opportunity. This is a privilege. We get to do this. We get to do this. And then there's one other thing from that story of, of, of the poor widow. The amount is, is not important. And we're going to have a chance in a moment just to pray about what we feel God's calling us to give. But it's not about the amount. Maybe you can give two pounds a month. That would be great. You can start on that journey like that. But um, we're going to do that because here's the question. Will we worship with everything? Even our wallet, even our money, even the resources we, that we've been trusted with. Will we worship with everything? And um, I'd just love to share a moment about what we're giving to here at Patton Church. Tom talked about the vision a moment ago. The vision is... Inviting people into family to serve Swindon. Let's try that once more. The vision is... This, that was really good. I think we did one more better. The vision is... This very morning, there'll be about 10,000 people in churches in Swindon. That's fantastic. But there's 200,000 people in our town who are not coming to church this morning, who are not connecting with Jesus, who do not know the love, the forgiveness, the purpose, the new life, the salvation, the joy, the peace that we get in him. They don't know family. They don't know community. They don't know restoration through Jesus. There's 200,000 people in our town this very morning. And we as a church are going to do all we can to invite those people into family to make a difference. And so this is what we're giving towards. So we started Alpha again this second week, so on Wednesday, and um, we had a great time. But maybe, and there may still be people that you want to invite along to Alpha, 7 p.m. at a Central Cafe, who, who it's going to be there for. But um, we, we're leading with Alpha. Why? Because we want to lead with those guys. We want to be a church for those 200,000 people. That's our heart. That's why we invest in that. That's why that's going to cost us a few thousand pounds to run Alpha. But we do that joyfully. Because that's what we're here for, to invite people into family. And then um, two weeks ago, we heard just some stories that even make me cry thinking about them. We heard Alana talking about the 2018 Alana, 
versus the Alana that we've got now. Whole life changed by Jesus being part of this family. We heard from Mike and Jackie speaking beautifully about how for 15 years they haven't been part of church. But now over these last few months, they found family again. About how the Lord softened their heart. About how they feel home. In fact, in fact now one of our pattern groups is actually in their house. That's what's happening already. With Mike and Jackie, you would have heard from Terry, who would have told some of his story about how he was looking for satisfaction in all sorts of places. But he found himself quite broken and he cried out to God and then God began to restore him. And we as Patton Church got to play a small part in him finding that faith and naming that saviour as Jesus and changing the direction of his life. If you were around with us last Sunday night, we had the privilege of baptising Rob, our first baptism at Patton Church. What a joy that was. Yeah, we can celebrate that. We... We got to stand with, with Rob as he told his story of which we played a tiny part of him finding family and, and declaring that I'm running after Jesus now with everything I've got. But this is what the heart is. This is what we're doing here at Patton Church. We've got young people who are bringing their friends along. Some of the guys in the train right now weren't in church a couple of months ago. This is what is happening at Patton Church. That we are seeing lives change. That we're on a journey. And we want to stretch further. We want to stretch further. So we're loving what's happening here on Sunday mornings. But from September, we're looking at launching a 4.30 service in the afternoon. Why? Because there's people in Swindon who the morning thing doesn't work for. Maybe they play sports on a Sunday morning. Or maybe they work shifts. Or maybe they just like a lion. And if you're committed to church, you'll come early. But if you don't know that you need Jesus, you're unlikely to get up for it. So we're going to start a 4.30 service because there are some people who can't come in the mornings and we want church to work for those. In September, we're looking to do not just a morning, an evening alpha, but we're looking to launch a morning alpha as well because for some people, the evenings just don't work. There's childcare, there's challenges, there's work, there's whatever. So we're looking to do it in parallel, morning and evening, inviting people into family to serve Swindon. You're going to hear this afternoon a little bit about one opportunity of how we're going to serve this town together and save families for children, share a little bit about how we, as as, as a church can support some of the families in Swindon who need a little bit of extra support right now. The vision is big. We're looking at, I mean, I, I can go on. We're looking at bringing on interns in September so that we can build into young leaders because we, 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 there's a vacuum in, in, in the church across our nation of, of, of people in their 20s. And so we want to invest in that. This is a dream, guys. It's a big one. I mean, we loved baptizing Rob last week. It was, a, and, and, if Rob was the only baptism we ever do, I would have come to Swindon for that. But we're dreaming of a thousand baptisms. That's what we're giving towards. And we're going to do our very best to spend the money as wisely and responsibly as we can. But who wants to be a part of that? You know, we only get one shot at this. We only get one opportunity to choose how we use what we have. We only get one opportunity and the question is, are we going to worship God with everything, even our money? Are we going to be able to say in, a, in, a, in months and years' time, when we climb towards that thousand, when we see an army of young people running after Jesus, when we see some of, some of the loneliest people in Swindon loved well, can we say, oh, I was really a part of that? I got to play my part of that. And we do that in a number of ways. We do that by praying. We do that by serving. But we also do that with the resources we've been, we've been, we've been entrusted with. All the resources that we need for Patton Church, we've got already, but then they're still, they're still in our pockets and bank accounts. So that's a challenge for me, a challenge for us. And I know this is complicated for lots of people. Some of you might be having real trouble right now with money. Or maybe you're here and your boyfriend or your wife isn't here, and so it's your money together, so that's quite complicated. And that's fine. 
We can work that out together. But maybe you can start in a small way. But we've got an opportunity. This is an exciting moment to really make a dent for the kingdom of God. To really see those people who are in need of Jesus invited into family to serve Swindon. We've got a chance to be part of that. And that, that's the question from the Lord to me and to you. Will you worship with everything? Even your money. Imagine if each and every one of us took our resources and, and rather than thinking we haven't got much to go around, we thought, what can I give today? Imagine if we all played our part. Patton Church at the moment, we are spending twice as much as we are bringing in it every month. That's what we're currently at. And, it's, and that's, that was always supposed to be that way because we had no one in our church when we started and we launched with a bang. That was always a plan. But we're looking to close that gap so we can know where we are and, and, and work towards some of the work with the building work. So my dream for today, we've got 27 people, 27 units who are giving. You may be one of those. But my dream is that we double what we're giving as a church every month. Because that will then meet that gap. And then we'll be able to plan to the future and think about the, uh, our part and what we can do for the building. And, um, and we can go for it. Sounds fun, doesn't it? Sounds fun? Right. I'm going to pray and then we're going to talk through these. Why don't we stand for a moment? We're sitting down for a little while, if you're able to. God knows you and your story. God knows you and your situation. Feel no heaviness today. Feel no judgment. Feel love and an invitation to an opportunity. So God, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for an opportunity to be part of this. And we do trust you when you say you will open up the floodgates of heaven in our lives. And we want to worship you with everything. We want to worship you with our words and our actions. We want to worship you in our places of work and in our families. We want to worship you with our songs. And we pray for each one of us. You'll show us how you want us to worship you with our money. So I pray for each one of us. You'll speak with clarity to us right now. What are you calling me to do? What are you calling me to do? How are you inviting me to worship?